Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's going on, everybody? RJ Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you are happy. We hope you are safe. We hope you are healthy. And I know that you are thrilled because the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, our Dallas Cowboys were victorious on Sunday on the road at SoFi Stadium against the big bad frauds known as the LA Rams 22 to 10 the final score we have so much to get to but before we do a reminder that our post game show is presented to you by Righteous Felon Craft Jerky the jerky that helps to fuel those 4 and 1 Dallas Cowboys that's right Righteous Felon Jerky and Bill Tong are available for Cowboys players at the Ford Center training facility you can eat exactly what they eat each 2 ounce bag of jerky has 16 to 20 grams of protein Bill Tong has 32 grams of protein and each meat stick has 8 if it's good enough for the Cowboys clearly it is got to be good enough for all of us righteous felon uses locally sourced all natural black angus beef and prides itself on superior quality revolutionary branding and unique flavors that go beyond the stereotypical jerky offering believe me they have some interesting flavors to say the least go to righteousfelon.com and use discount code btb20 at your checkout to get 20 percent off your order through next sunday october 16th when the dallas cowboys are going to visit the philadelphia eagles it's going to be epic after that the discount will go down to 15 percent, and obviously at that time you'll use code btb15 i ordered some last night from our friends at righteous felon it's delicious trust me i promise i wouldn't lie to you because i wouldn't have told you that this season was done i wouldn't have told you that this season was over i wouldn't have told you that there was no way in hell that the dallas Cowboys are going to be able to pull this off but here we sit all right on the ninth day of october and the dallas cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. It cannot be denied anymore. It cannot be refuted. It cannot be denied. It cannot be refuted that Mike McCarthy is one of the best head coaches in the NFL. It cannot be denied. It cannot be refuted that Cooper Rush is one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL. Hemku says, RJ, can we get a how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? The baby has not gone to sleep. That's the only reason I was able to do that. Look, it cannot be denied. It cannot be refuted that a lot of us were wrong about this team when all hell really did literally break loose for them. Now, four weeks ago on Sunday Night Football, the very window that we're about to begin. And to their credit, they stuck by themselves. They dug in. They were nobody's underdog. I mean, this is an amazing run that they are on. Now, Donnie has a point to bring us all back down to earth here, says in fairness, the Rams O-line is crappy, but the defense is too legit to quit. I don't I'm not going to take anything away from the the fact that it was the Rams. I understand that this is a, a very fraudulent Rams team. If you've watched them this season, you know that this is who they are. All right. It's not like the Cowboys are out here slaying, you know, what, what the Buffalo Bills were today. However, show me a team who has, you know, five or four or three or two wins against a, a quality team in the NFL right now. This is a down season as far as general NFL competition is concerned. Yes, the Bills look amazing. I think the Chiefs look amazing. The Eagles outlasted the Cardinals just moments ago to get to 5-0, and the last undefeated team in the NFL. They look very good. But I think after that, after your, your kind of obvious tier of teams, the Dallas Cowboys are right there. I think you have to put the Cowboys there with call it who you want. I mean, the, the Ravens will see tonight. The Bengals, the Cowboys already beat, obviously. There are some, I mean, who who is a better team in the NFC than the Cowboys right now outside of the Eagles? I mean, the Vikings look very good. The Packers stink. I mean, the 49ers, I know that, you know, things went well today, but I mean, we all think that they're de- they're a very similar team to the Cowboys, obviously. And yes, Dallas lost to them in the playoffs last year. Uh, Casual Air, thank you for the super chats. This week and last, I felt that we should have gone for it on fourth near the end zone. Am I the dum-dum since we're 4-1, or are my thoughts justified? Casuary, thank you for the super chat. I think you can you can disagree. You, you can disagree with what the Cowboys do or what they don't do. Um, I did not like how they did go for it 
at the end of the second half on Monday Night Football against the Giants. But you know what? It worked out. And so this isn't a results-oriented thing. We don't sit here and say, well, it worked out. The Cowboys won, so clearly it was the right decision. Um, I, I can totally understand wanting to go for it late in the game right there. But if you're the Cowboys, you probably feel like we're swarming Matthew Stafford. We don't have to worry about it. Let's trust this defense that has gotten us to this point. So I'm fine with the call, but I totally get where your head is coming from. Perry Peters, thank you for the super chat, says, I've always heard defense wins championships. I'm ready to know how true that is. What is exciting, Perry Peters, is this Cowboys team is winning because of their defense. And I don't want to take anything away from Cooper Rush, who is one of our stock ups. We'll get to all stock ups and stock downs in a little bit. But this offense is going to get better. And I'm not here for the conversation about Dak and Cooper. All right, Dak is the quarterback of this team. We don't have to do it. Let's not kill the vibe. Everybody's on cloud nine here. All right. However, the offense is going to get better. And I think that's what's fascinating when you look at the landscape of the NFL, right? You look at the Green Bay Packers, right? We're all still afraid of them because, I mean, obvious reasons, right? We're, we're very afraid. But that offense may get better, but it may not. I mean, that, that offense is the nucleus of it, the roster of it. The Cowboys are the only team in the NFL whose starting quarterback hasn't really played this season, right? Dak Prescott hasn't even played an entire game, and he is the starting quarterback of this team. That isn't true for any team in the NFL, let alone any contender. I guess you could say it was true of the New York Jets prior to Zach Wilson returning, but that is a really, really exciting thing. Uh, Joseph Palumbo says, love the shirt. We need to keep momentum. I'm curious if Dak is healthy next week. I say we start Cooper and let the Eagles prepare for both quarterbacks. Would you agree? Here's my thought. I don't like the conversation, not uh, about you, Joseph, but I don't like how people say we don't need to play Dak because Cooper's doing well, don't risk it, whatever. Here's my thing. I don't care what the records are. I don't care where you're playing, who you're playing, whatever. If Dak is 100%, he plays. That's it. And if you're if you're in doubt about that, then you're in doubt about the state of him as the franchise quarterback. I don't think you or anybody should be. But if Dak is 100%, he plays. That's that's what it comes down to for me. Uh, you know, this is Sunday after all, Sunday, October 9th. And so every Sunday morning, you get the national news dumps from all the big time NFL insiders. This morning, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported. Uh, we wrote about this for you at our site. Uh, that, you know, it may not be the Eagles game for Dak. And, and you know, that kind of lines up with the, the original timeline that we heard four weeks ago. Uh, that could be Mike McCarthy wanting to kind of play some some sportsmanship here. We know that Mike loves to be coy and cheeky with the injury reports. Uh, Dak was wearing the brace on his thumb today at the game if you saw him on the sidelines. However, uh, if you pay attention on social media, Dak Prescott, when boarding the plane yesterday on Saturday, there was a photo taken of him wearing a, a Roger Staubach t-shirt, uh, which was very cool. He was not wearing the brace there. So you do have to wonder, again, how much is for show? How much is Mike McCarthy just kind of playing chess when everybody's playing checkers? But I tell you what. Whether Dak plays or doesn't play, whether it's Dak or Cooper or Ben DiNucci somehow gets on the team and starts on the road in Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football like two years ago, if the Cowboys lose next week, it is okay. Look, people, we all sat here. I hope all of you were here. If you weren't, hey, it hurts my feelings after the Cowboys lost to the Buccaneers. And we said, this season is over. I mean, they'll be lucky to win two games before the bye. They've won four. They have doubled what we said they would be lucky to get. So if they fall to four and two next week, who cares? They are in prime position to get to the bye with at least five wins. They get to play the Chicago Bears before their week nine bye. They get to play the Detroit Lions at home. And I know we were all kind of a little bit scared of the Lions game prior to today. But today, I mean, goodness gracious, that Lions offense looks like it can be had. So life is good for the Dallas Cowboys. We do not have to worry about that in any way, shape or form. Um, I just I'm so impressed. I'm so unbelievably impressed with what. The, the Cowboys have done as a team. And I give that credit to the coaching staff, the entire coaching staff. And that's the thing. You you don't have to sit here and, and pick and choose. You don't have to say Dan Quinn gets all their credit or Cooper Rush gets all their credit. There's a lot. There's there's a there's a lot of pie. All right. Stephen Jones, come we're gonna eat some of the I ate a pie last week, but we're literally gonna eat some or figuratively gonna eat some pie because we need to eat some crow. Stephen Jones believed in Dorrance Armstrong when nobody except the Armstrong family did. All right. And, and there is enough credit to go around. We can give more than enough of, of shares to Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, Cooper Rush, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Malik Hooker, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Leighton Vanderish, Anthony Barr, Terrence Steele, Tyler Smith, Tyler Bionis, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. Everybody gets their share today. It was an incredible, incredible performance. The Cowboys have won four games in a row, people. And when you look at it on the surface, I understand that the quality of wins are, are down, you know, again, for a lot of people. But Again, the quality of the NFL as a whole is down, in, in my humble opinion. But this four-game winning streak, if we look at it just on the surface, just the details, just the, like, let's make a tweet out of it elements, 
The first one was against last year's Super Bowl loser. Everybody freaked out. Everybody threw a party. Holy crap, the Cowboys beat the team that lost the Super Bowl. Then guess what they did? They win and they beat a division rival on the road. Good for them. Holy crap, that was awesome, but the Giants kind of stink, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then they went home. They beat the crap out of another division rival. They are 2-0 in the division. All right, they are 2-0 in the division with a road division win in hand already. And then what did they do? This four-game winning streak is bookended by victories against last year's Super Bowl participants, a game that took place in the very building where the Dallas Cowboys just thrashed the Rams around for three and a half hours while picking up their fourth win in a row. All right. I'm clearly excited. I'm clearly emotional. I'm clearly into this. All right, the Cowboys are four and one, people. This is a great time to be alive and to support our Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's get to it. My stock ups and stock downs. I have eight stock ups and two stock downs. I write about this every Sunday or Monday morning at blogontheboys.com. Make sure you check this out. I also put it on Instagram. You can check out some kind of photo, fun stuff, whatever. I'm on Instagram at rjochoa. And let me mention right now that tomorrow, Monday, October 10th, for the fourth week in a row is a victory polo monday so make sure you get that polo out i know you've had to wash it a lot lately with all the winning that the cowboys are doing polo t-shirt hat paint your nails scarf i don't care shoelaces but let's celebrate the fact that our dallas cowboys are four and one with four of those wins coming in a row right before our stock up stock down big red tlc thank you for the super chat says mccarthy will keep it in doubt as to Dak's status as long as possible we didn't know rush would start versus minnesota last year until the day of, if I recall. That is very good memory by you, Big Red uh, TLC, and we'll see. We will see how Mike McCarthy handles it, but you are right. He is going to play it coy. Mike McCarthy believes in that being an advantage, and you can argue that it is. Uh, but, you know, hey, let's do it. All right, stock up, stock down. Number one for me, Demarcus Lawrence. Let's go, people. Where you at? Where are the people who say that Demarcus Lawrence doesn't get any sex? I want to hear them. Where are the people who say that this dude sucks, that he's overpaid, that he's trash, he's nothing, he's worthless, he doesn't do anything, he doesn't help this defense at all. My, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, why, why are we paying him all this money? Because he's strip-sacking the ball early in the game and giving the Cowboys what should have been a seven-point lead if not for one of our stock downs. All right, Demarcus Lawrence is incredible. This might be the best season of Demarcus Lawrence's career, and I'm very curious to see some numbers behind it. Shout out to our friend John Owning from PFF. He is the king of the Demarcus Lawrence has always been great club. D-Law, I just can't understand why anybody, you know, doesn't love him. He is awesome. He is so good, and I love Demarcus Lawrence's I don't want to take anything away from anybody else, but Demarcus is kind of the like energetic leader of the Cowboys. I love that Demarcus Lawrence kind of took the we're not or nobody's underdog, you know, mentality. He is the true total kind of visible leader of that group. He's obviously the elder statesman. I mean, really put his money where his mouth was today. Just an insane performance by Demarcus Lawrence. And another one we are seeing them over and over and over again. I saw this quote uh, right here or this comment. Ryan says tank finally has help. Yeah, there's a lot of help around here. I mean, you know, it, it pays to, <laughs> to be in a defense with so many loaded people that is called by an amazing defensive coordinator and, and the place for a head coach that is, is fine kind of allowing that freedom on the defensive side of the ball. This is an incredible season that we are watching from Demarcus Lawrence. Kevin says D-Law is hungry this season. Agreed. Johnny Boyaran says Tank has been and continues to be the heart and soul of the defense. Agreed. Tim Watson. Hey, everybody, be like Tim. All right. Tim is Cersei in, uh, in Game of Thrones right now ringing the shame bell here. It says, I'll be honest, RJ. That was me talking about Demarcus Lawrence. And here's the thing. We don't have to live in this world where everything is one thing, where everything is 100% sure, everything is 100% false. There have been times where Demarcus Lawrence has not played at the level that we would want or expect. But for the most part, he has been an important and significant contributor to this defense, not just this season, not just since Micah Parsons arrived. He has been an elite defender that has really never gotten the props that he deserves. I know people's clap back to that is generally, hey, he got paid. Those are his props. Yeah, good for him. He got paid. The Cowboys almost let him walk. I mean, th think about that. The Cowboys almost let Demarcus Lawrence walk in the offseason. Thank goodness they didn't. Caleb says D-Law legitimately might be having one of his best seasons of his career. It's been incredible to watch. He is, I mean, just amazing. Tim adds, I'm happy to eat that crow. Uh, Garrett says he is amazing. Totally with you. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Astro Joe Garcia. Hey, can't wait for Tuesday afternoon. Says D-Law did well. Granted, it was against a greatly depleted Ram offensive line, but that's his job. He showed up. Thank you, MG, MJW1491, for the super chat. Um, I'm not sure if you had a question that came along with uh, this super chat. I don't see it in a comment here, so I'll be on the lookout for that. If anybody sees a comment from MJW, please let me know. Joseph Sevilla says, stock up Kellen Moore. I do not have Kellen Moore as a stock up personally, but I'm totally fine if you want to have him on your list. I think Kellen Moore... 
and it's been said many different times, right? Like a lot of people have said this. A lot of people have put different twists on this or, or iterated different versions of this. It was talked about in the broadcast today. By the way, put some respect on the Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews crew. I love this crew. We've had them two weeks in a row. They're awesome. They do such a great job. I think Greg Olson is really, really underrated. Um, that being said, I think Kellen Moore has benefited from having to water down this offense, right? We heard Mike McCarthy talk about now a few weeks ago how Cowboys did to kind of simplify things, get you know, chill out a little bit. And, and we've talked about this. You know, one of the first plays of the season was Kellen Moore pulling all this trick stuff off. You don't have to do this. And, and when you do it, you look desperate. We saw that from the Rams today. Hey, let's throw it. Let's throw it to Cooper Rush and have him throw. Why? Cooper Rush is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. You know what I don't want him doing? I don't want him throwing the ball. I want him catching the ball. The moment you get into this stuff is the moment you are up against it. You're painted into a corner. You're trying to just do anything and literally throw a Hail Mary to get yourself out of it. I love that Kellen Moore has simplified things for himself, for his offense, for his current quarterback. All of that has gone a long way. So if you want to have him as a stock up, I am totally cool with that. I don't have any issue. He's just not on my list today. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Michael says, got to work on penalties like uh, liking accurately and getting to the line quicker on offense. Today's penalties, uh, the Dallas Cowboys finished with five for 42 yards, the Rams with three for 25 yards. I understand that we all want to always see zero penalties and things like that, but I mean, that's a pretty solid night or day at the office for the Cowboys. I'm cool with that. Christopher says, Brett Maher has had the best kicker performance from a Dallas kicker in a while. Yeah, I don't have Brett on my stock up. I've had him there for several weeks in a row. And so I'm just trying to, you know, there's a lot of love to give out. So I'm trying to, you know, trying to spread it out. Loco Texas is Maher, uh, is stock up so high. I don't have Brett Maher. But if we think about it, he, the kicks he has missed this season, there are kind of explainable reasons for all of them. And I cannot believe I'm the person now that's like making up for Brett Maher, but he had the blocked extra point that he chased down and made the tackle on. He had the bobbled snap or the poor snap. And we'll get to that in a moment here. He had the missed field goal at the end of the first half against the giants. That really wasn't a big deal. As far as I was concerned, it was a really kind of strange and quick possession. Brett Maher has been amazing. Uh, Caleb Swanson notes that Maher scares him every time he kicks, but he's so thankful. Yeah. I mean, he is, look, Tim says Maher, uh, we were all wrong. We were. Brett, Brett Maher deserves all the credit in the world. He does. And I will I will give Brett Maher all the credit. This is something, and I'm not trying to just like stick to where I was to be right. I will not give the Cowboys credit for this because they stumbled backwards into Brett Maher. They wanted Jonathan Garibay to be their kicker. Then they wanted Lareem Hyrulahu. They called Brett Maher because they still had his phone number in their phone. They got incredibly lucky. Good for them. But Brett Maher absolutely deserves all of the credit in the world. He worked on himself. Man, he is uh, he's unreal right now. As Garrett notes, money Maher. Totally agreed. All right, let's get to our next stock up. We already went through uh, Demarcus Lawrence. I almost said his name right now. Dorrance Armstrong. Stephen Jones. We were wrong. All right. I'm going to speak on behalf of everybody here. And to be very clear here, none of us thought that Dorrance Armstrong was bad. No, nobody, no Cowboys fan was like, Dorrance sucks. That was never, ever, ever, ever the take. What we were upset about was that Stephen Jones went on the radio and used sack numbers to explain the Cowboys keeping Dorrance Armstrong over Randy Gregory. Now, I understand there are some people around here who maybe aren't super deep into football analysis, and you probably think, like, hey, so one of you use sack numbers. That makes sense, right? Like, that's what they're paid to do is get sacks. Well, we just talked about Demarcus Lawrence and how sacks aren't truly indicative and don't tell the entire story. And that's kind of the case with Randy Gregory. Now, look, I know Randy Gregory's hurt. I'm rooting for Randy Gregory. The Broncos are a totally weird team right now i would love to see randy gregory thrive and have success i have no ill will towards him whatever happened happened i wish him nothing but the best in denver he was at the time the better decision for the dallas cowboys they wanted to keep him all right that gets lost in this whole conversation the cowboys wanted to keep randy gregory they went through the process of drawing up the contract and it just didn't work out they settled for dorrance armstrong and he is a fine player and has been a fine player for the cowboys since they drafted him but he has been more than a fine player of these last few games. They believed, all right, now I'm going to disagree with Garrett here who says, I'm so happy we kept Armstrong over Randy. He's injury prone and was way overpaid. I disagree with that. I don't, like, we don't have to, you know, be smudge or be smudge, be smudge, be smudge. Well, I don't know. We don't have to slight Randy Gregory to praise Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance has been amazing. Randy has been amazing in the, the few opportunities he's gotten in Denver. Uh, now, Brian says, to be honest, I thought the same thing before Steven said it for the money. Astro Joe says Armstrong is a monster, but let's again keep in mind he was against Astro Joe's keeping everybody, you know, kind of chill. I like this year. I agree with John. It says Dorrance Armstrong may be the biggest surprise of the year. It was possible that Dorrance Armstrong would be 
legitimate, right? Like we all kind of thought about that. We all thought that maybe Dorrance Armstrong would be somewhat legit. He is a force. He is, I cannot wait to see this week's, you know, pass rush metrics and numbers. Dorrance Armstrong is operating and playing like one of the very best pass rushers in the NFL. I mean, just what an incredible season. He, he deserves an enormous amount of credit. The Cowboys deserve an enormous amount of credit. They could have had both, to be very clear, but water under the bridge. We're not going to, you know, argue about it. But shout out Dorrance Armstrong, one of the stock ups. F. Kit Crutch says Dak system is unneeded, uh, complicated. Rushes isn't. Um, look, we don't have to argue Dak and Rush here. Let's have a good time. Uh, MJW, I think this was your comment. Thank you again for the super chats. His Dak needs to return. Could have avoided all those sacks. Teams are starting to get to him. Yeah, we kind of saw the Rams get a little bit to Cooper Rush today. I do agree with that. Uh, but the Cowboys were able to kind of buckle down and get everything together, um, which is obviously the sign of the mark of a great team. So good for them in that sense. Uh, March Harada, Mark Harada, sorry, says Dorrance is taking advantage of this opportunity and he is killing it. Well said. Joe says, good game, Dorrance. You are doing a wonderful job. Thank you for staying in Dallas. I love that comment. Uh, Loco says that Armstrong is Russell Maryland. Uh, Ryan adds that Micah makes everyone better, not just because of his play, but because of his commitment to excellence. Um, all right, let's see here. Um, let's, uh, by the way, Zachary uh, says that anyone else cringe after Micah got the game winning sack and Dak hit him with the injured hand. Um, all right, let's, let's move on. Uh, Tim says, uh, thank you for the super chats. Says, we, at least most of us, appreciate the content that you put out, RJ. Go Cowboys. Thank you very much, Tim. That's very kind of you to say. We have a lot to get to so quickly. Um, if you want to support us at Blog on the Boys, subscribe here to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast network. We have multiple shows that come out every single day that I think are well worth your while. Follow myself, all of us on social media, Blog on the Boys, and make sure to support our friends at Righteous Felon. They are our presenting sponsors here. Go to RighteousFelon.com and use code BTB20. I ordered some last night. 20% off is an enormous discount, all right? They have incredible flavors. Nelson Mandela is my favorite. Go to RighteousFelon.com. I mean, it's six bucks for a really good bag of jersey or biltong. It is amazing. It is an amazing product. And you get 20% off. I mean, who doesn't eat jerky? It's a great snack. It's low calories. It's high protein. And the Cowboys eat it. I'm one of these people who likes to wear jerseys because it makes me feel like I'm on the team or do a, a career mode in franchise because it makes me feel like I'm on the team. So I want to eat what the Cowboys eat. And that's Righteous Felon uh, Craft Jerky. All right, let's move on. Next stock up. How could we not do it? And I don't want to argue. All right, I don't have Zeke Elliott on this list, but it isn't any kind of slight or anything like that. But Tony Pollard, holy crap. All right. Again, this isn't about sliding Zeke Elliott, but this is why we have said to play Tony Pollard more. This has been the argument. This game right here, this example. By the way, Tony Pollard went off last year in this building uh, wearing the same uniform, uh, albeit against the other LA team in the Chargers in week two. Tony Pollard is amazing. Finished the game here. We've got eight carries, 86 yards, had the 57 yard touchdown. I mean, just like how, how do you like how, what, what, like, why don't just give him the ball? Like I, I, he doesn't have the same level of pass protection, whatever. Who cares? I don't need him to pass protect. That's not the thing I'm focused on when it comes to Tony Pollard. He can get into the end zone. That's what I care about. That's what matters the most to me. I will live with the consequences of everything else. You know what? If you're worried about pass protection, worry about your offensive line. All right. I'm not worried about the status of my pass protection relying on my running back. Tony Pollard is an amazing, amazing offensive weapon. He is by far the most dynamic, most explosive player within this offense. He is finally getting his fair share of opportunities. If you care about this, Tony Pollard finished the game, eight carries, 86 yards. Zeke Elliott finished 22 carries, 78 yards, had a long run of 12 yards. Uh, in case you're curious or you have anything on the line, Cooper Rush finished four carries, negative one yard. Um, you know, hey, no big deal. Uh, but uh, let's see here. Brian says Pollard's run was a great individual effort. D-Day 2 says Paul, amazing touchdown run by Tony Pollard. Um, Opera Doc says Zeke is important because of his pass protection. Sure. Loco says TP was running hard and running over folks too. That might be my favorite play of the season. Like it was just an incredible like mauling effort. It was awesome. William says Pollard is the lightning to Zeke's thunder. Caleb says I've been waiting for him to finally break out with a long run, giving him more touches. Just lets this offense be more explosive. Simple as that. Seriously, frame this tweet or not tweet. Frame this comment. That's all it is. I'm not saying you have to give Tony Pollard 22 carries. I'm not saying you have to give him 100 carries or whatever the case may be, but he has to touch the ball. You have to find ways. You have to design ways to get the ball into his hands because we are seeing the results and they are fruitful. Uh, Donnie says he came close to breaking a few were not for the shoestring tackles. He did have one near the end of the game that's true casey says tony pod is the aaron judge of the cowboys interesting comp he won't smash one every game but he will most games and when he does it's beautiful wow that is an interesting um comp i um 
Don't know how I feel about that, but I like it, um, at least initially. Astro says, we need a thunder and lightning with both. His only weakness is his pass blocking. Um, let's see here. Johnny Boy says, Tony P was spectacular, but if he doesn't get a better pa- uh, get better at pass protection, we'll be using backup quarterbacks more. Agreed. Um, look, again, I'm not dismissing the, like, ultimate value of pass protection but we're worried about getting into the end zone here he does that at a rate that i would like to see be utilized more uh let's see here uh ethan says i love that we have a one-two punch that's very well said um loco says that jimmy johnson just said dorrance armstrong won the day i guess jimmy said that on the ot on fox all right perry peters thank you for the super chat says tp stock going up so much that we won't keep him next season nope i don't think so uh <laughs> tony pollard will likely be playing elsewhere in 2023. That just means, you know, we are living out the um, the Andy Bernard quote from The Office. You know how he says, I wish there was a way to know you were in the good old days before you left them. These are the good old days. So we know now we can value them appropriately. So um, go us. Uh, my uh, TARDIS goes, whoa, sh- oh, shout out to Doctor Who again. Love the win, but does anyone else notice how many times Parsons is getting held almost every single play? Yeah, this was a horribly officiated game. What are you doing calling, roughing the passer when, you know, pass rushers are hitting quarterbacks in the shoulder it's lame the same one against tom brady earlier in the falcons loss was uh really stupid as well uh let's see dj iqs says that i missed talk about micah much love from harrisburg pennsylvania you have not trying to go in chronological order um you know micah was amazing in fact let's go ahead and get to it micah parsons is i mean like i i don't i'm 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 out of words like i i don't know how to um I don't know how to contextualize how good he is anymore. Like we're watching something incredibly special. We're watching something that is, is like super freak, supernova, super, super, super level. Like, I mean, this is like, this is like the whole, every Marvel person ever coming out of the Dr. Strange circle thing in Avengers Endgame, like levels of Epic that happens all the time. I do not understand how Micah Parsons can be this good. Had the groin injury, toughed it out i normally am not the biggest fan when athletes tough it out because it's like at a certain point you're kind of hurting your team but i obviously give micah the benefit of the doubt had his first sack of the game um after that that you know issue started to unfold had the game winning exclamation point sack i mean micah parsons has six sacks two of them obviously while dealing with a groin injury uh two of them against you know the reigning super bowl winning quarterback six sacks through five games he is a freak he's the fastest kid alive he's amazing he's perfect uh you know speaking of aaron judge uh micah parsons went and saw him you know obviously you know this past week and everything and i micah is just wonderful he's he's wonderful to watch he's wonderful i i used to say and continue to say that if you're a football fan that dak prescott is, is kind of a dream to be the quarterback of your favorite team like he's kind of perfect in that sense uh micah is that way micah is so much fun to to be the best player on your favorite football team because he loves the nfl he loves players i, I love that fox had the quote uh, about him wanting aaron donald's jersey in his man cave because like that's the kind of stuff that like we as fans think about right like you know I, I i've definitely thought about like if i was a player like whose jersey would i want to collect after the game what would i have them sign like where how would i frame it like i definitely think about those things and so it's really cool that micah parsons is just kind of this like massive football fan massive sports fan obviously as evidenced by the judge thing who just so happens to also be one of the best players in the nfl on earth one of the best athletes on earth um he is just i mean incredible he he was you know Amazing. Bree Bree Nick says Donald played better than Micah. Though. Look, we don't have to talk about that, Bree Bree. All right, like just Micah Parsons is amazing. Uh, Casey Cooper says, I laugh in the face of everyone who doubted the Micah Parsons pick in 2021. Casey, I don't think it's fair to laugh in the face. The pick still doesn't make sense. I mean, they evaluated him as an off-ball linebacker. So to take that position with the 12th overall pick was was poor value. Now, nobody knew that he would turn into this pass-rushing unicorn that he has. And obviously, he's well worth the 12th overall pick. Uh, but yeah, Micah is, um, is incredible. Um, good for him. All right, let's move on. Uh, Michael Gallup, Michael, Michael Gallup, MG 13. All right. Now didn't have a touchdown, no big deal, but Michael Gallup had maybe the catch of the year in the NFL. Now I know George Pickens had the catch. Um, fine. Um, we've seen a lot of great catches. Mike, Michael Gallup definitely had the catch of the year as far as the Dallas Cowboys are concerned. I mean, that was sick. That was unbelievable. And, you know, I tweeted this out, um, you know, obviously a lot of people tweeting about this catch and I got so many responses that were like, big deal. He does it all the time. Who cares if he does it all the time? The fact that he does it all the time is amazing. Like, like we can appreciate each and every single one of them. A lot of people said it, it was kind of like Terrence Williams's catch against the Seahawks in 2014, the third and 20 conversion. Obviously he was facing out of bounds. Michael was falling out of bounds, but it did have that same kind of bend. Um, I just, I, I don't, I mean, 
there, that is something I will eat a little bit of crow on. Not a lot. I'm, I'm, I mean, my plate is full with Brett Maher and stuff like that. Um, there was, it was a questionable move to sign Michael Gallup, right? Coming off the ACL, that was a questionable thing that the Cowboys did. Not that anybody, you know, doesn't love Michael Gallup, but if you're being fair to the art of roster building, that was a questionable thing. And the Cowboys stuck by him and the, the Cowboys team stuck by him. And that has proven to have worked out wonderfully for them. He is only obviously getting more and more comfortable with himself, getting back up to like full acclimation, full speed, full, you know, game reps and things like that. Just he is incredible. And now Casey knows that he had the bad drop on third and five in the first half. I agree with that. He made up for it. So there was some redemption there, but I'm willing to kind of like, again, it was his second game. He didn't have a training camp, didn't have OTAs and all this stuff. So I'm kind of willing to give him a little bit more of a pass than most players. Um, so just incredible job by, uh, by Michael Gallup. We love you very much. Uh, let's see here. Um, Scott, by the way, knows he got shoved with two hands right before he caught it as well. That's right. You watch the replay. It looks like he's kind of calling for pass interference. And then he's like, holy crap, I need to catch this. So good job, Michael Gallup. Well, well, well done. All right, let's move on. So we've so far uh, through stock up, gone through Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Tony Pollard, Michael Gallup. I have uh, four more stock ups left and two stock downs. Uh, let's see here. Uh, no, we've gone through five stock ups. Sorry. So three more ups, two more downs. Um, how do we not do it at this point? Cooper Rush. I, I don't. Oh, we have a bot here. Let me get this bot out. Um, there, bot's gone. Um, Cooper Rush. All right, now. Kind of a ho-hum day, 10 of 16, 102 yards. Um, you know, I, I again, I don't want to, like, stoke the flames or have the argument. Um, I don't want to, you know, upset anybody or, or not just enjoy the win. Um, but the offense is very clearly limited with Cooper Rush, right? Like, it's very, very clear that he is, that, that it is. And that's okay. He's the backup quarterback, right? Like, you're, you're not going to have your backup quarterback come in and – you know, just be incredible. I know a lot of people drew the Kurt Warner comp and that was silly and whatever. Um, but he is driving the bus. He is not turning the ball over. I mean, he got rocked by Jalen Ramsey. He didn't turn the guy rocked by Aaron Donald. I mean, you know, and, and shout out to Cooper Rush. Like he is calm, cool and collected. He has been the perfect quarterback for, for the Dallas Cowboys in this stretch. And that seemed impossible. I mean, it really, it really did. It, it was impossible. Um, and I, you know, Mike McCarthy is nine and seven with backup quarterbacks. It's just an amazing thing that I don't think is appreciated enough. Uh, Mark uh, verbalizes it: no picks, no fumbles, held on the ball when he got hit by Ramsey and Donald. I'm happy. That's the thing. Like he, his ceiling is so much lower than Dak Prescott's. I think his floor is lower, obviously, um, but he has been stable. I mean, he has been enough to to just stay out of the way, right? To make the limited throws and the limited opportunities that he's had to. I mean, let's also be fair to, you know, the process here, you know, without like he stepped on the field with a huge lead. I mean, you know, he stepped on the field and, and the Cowboys uh, uh, had already kind of worked, you know, the Cowboys already scored a touchdown by the time he, he got on the field. So he deserves all credit uh, for doing his job. But, but the exciting thing, and that's why I think any of the like rush stuff is silly. The exciting thing is the Cowboys are winning games and are a sound, fundamental, coherent team with an extremely limited quarterback playing for them. So the prospect of bringing in a quarterback who's not limited, a quarterback who can who can do things that Cooper Rush cannot, should make you very excited to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. So uh, if you don't feel that way, hey, um, it's all good. So anyway, let's move on. Next one up. Uh, how do we – I mean, Dan Quinn. Like, I mean – I feel like we're just kind of taking turns and you could, we already made the case for Kellen Moore. I would love to sit here and make a case for Mike McCarthy. At this point, people have already made up their minds. People are not going to give Mike McCarthy the credit that he deserves, no matter what happens, because they're going to stick to their priors. And that's stupid. Mike McCarthy is, is leading this team in a way that we have not seen a head coach do. I mean, especially in the face of all this adversity, we could go on and on and on, but I don't want to take away love for Dan Quinn. I mean, Dan, like what? Like what is happening here? Dan, what are you doing? I mean, this is this is some elite stuff that we're seeing here. And I mean, I don't like it's hard to give credit because it feels like some people think like some people interpret credit as, as being no credit for somebody else. And that's not what this is about. Like, give all the credit to like we talked about at the top, Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Doran Armstrong, Trayvon Diggs, Leighton Vanders, Anthony Barr, on and on and on and on. But Dan Quinn is is just the the perfect orchestrator i mean like he is the perfect he's the the john williams of of movie score writing like dude this jurassic park theme song 
is incredible, right? Like he is, uh, I think it was Alan Silvestri who wrote the score for Back to the Future. Like he is that. It's like, I mean, he is just absolutely, I I mean, he understands how to operate and orchestrate things um, in a way (laughs) that most people don't. And Dan Quinn deserves he deserves to be a head coach in the NFL. That's maybe the best way to say it. And I know that nobody wants to hear that because here's the reality that a lot of Cowboys fans get upset when you say out loud is Dan Quinn is probably the head coach of somebody else in 2023. He's probably the head coach of the, I don't know, the LA chargers or uh, the Carolina Panthers. I would hate that for him, but um, I mean, he is the, the Cowboys are not firing Mike McCarthy after what is happening here. I mean, he, he is, um, Sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to – there's a million things happening here. Dan is amazing. Um, he is pretty amazing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Casey says, I will give Mike McCarthy one more year. RG, you're right. He deserves more credit than he's getting, but Dan Quinn is the next man up. Now, my TARDIS goes whoosh, says Dan Quinn doesn't want to be a head coach. Let's just keep him as DC. Why make him do something he doesn't want? If he didn't want to be a head coach, he wouldn't have taken all the interviews that he took this past you know offseason, this past cycle. Now, maybe to your point – Throughout the process, he realized he doesn't want to do it. But, I mean, who is who is a bigger name? Who is a bigger target in, in the NFL right now than Dan Quinn? Who Like, who is who is the next head coach, right? Like, every year we can kind of, you know, start to identify who the hot coordinators are, whatever the case may be. Who is a bigger name? I mean, who, there is not a bigger name right now. Dan Quinn is going to have his pick. And, by the way, Dan Quinn kind of played this right. You know, didn't go to Denver, and good for him. I think we're all, you know, happy that that didn't happen for our sake, but also for his sake, didn't go to Chicago. That's a big project um, that that is going to take a lot of work, but Dan Quinn with the chargers would be very interesting. I mean, I don't know, you know, ultimately who else is going to have job openings. I think the chargers and Panthers are, are, are teams that make sense. I know the chargers won today. I'm not trying to just throw them in here, but I just would love to see that if Dan Quinn does leave, um, man, he is, um, he is something special. Now, Travis Bush, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, says grass ain't always greener. I think Dan knows that. That's true. That is very true. And I think that Dan Quinn probably remembers when he was last a head coach, something that worked out to his benefit. I don't want to take away anything from what Dan Quinn accomplished with the Atlanta Falcons, but it it pays to go to a team with an established franchise quarterback. The Colts are a mess. All right. Now, the Colts might have a head coach opening, too, um, but, you know, They're a mess partly because of who Matt Ryan is right now. When Dan Quinn took over the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan was not a mess. Matt Ryan was a very, very functional franchise quarterback. So if you're, you know, a hot coordinator, hot whatever, hot hot college coach, it's going to be a head coach in the NFL. You certainly want to attack the destinations and situations that have set franchise quarterbacks in place. That's why the Chargers make sense if they become available. That's why the Cowboys made sense when Jason Garrett was let go. I mean, Dan Quinn um, would be silly, I think, to take, you know, a job like the Colts, you know, where they're going to need some sort of franchise quarterback. But um, we will see. All right, let's move on, though. Enough, Dan Quinn. Um, Let's get to our last stock up and just made the list at the very end, but we cannot not have him on here based on what happened. Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker. All right. The Cowboys safeties might be, um, let's see here. Um... Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, here we go. The Cowboys might have the best safety room that they have had in 20 years, right? I mean, is is that fair to say? Like, do we do we feel that confidently? I mean, 
it's a new dude every week. Last the last few weeks, it's been Donovan Wilson, Israel Mukwamu, who's had his moment in the sun. Obviously, J. Ron Curse has been amazing. Malik Hooker had the game effectively winning interception. I know there was a little bit more that took place after that. Um, I tweeted this out. I know I don't want to take credit away from Malik Hooker. It's his interception. He deserves it. But you could give that interception to the entire Cowboys defense. That whole defensive possession was the Cowboys defense just relentlessly pursuing Matthew Stafford over and over and over and over. And it finally broke down through an interception. So shout out to Malik Hooker. Uh, Anthony Gonzalez, thank you for the super chats. Is just logging on. Orale, Cowboys. Cowboys with the Super Bowl teams. Therefore, we are last year's Super Bowl champs. That's how the transitive property works, baby. Um, now, I agree with Mark that says, tell me what Hooker did other than the interception. Yeah, I mean, look, the guy had the guy had the game-winning interception. I mean, so he deserves to be on the stock. It's it's stock up. You know, his stock is up after the interception. Um, Johnny Boy RN says, safety play has been solid all season. Caleb Swanson says, this is the best secondary I've witnessed in my entire life. Incredible to watch. I don't know how old you are, Caleb, but if you're – I don't know, 25 years old or younger. That's a factual statement. Um, I almost, on the subject of the secondary, I had Anthony Brown uh, penciled in as that last stock up. Malik Hooker took that spot. Um, I'd be totally fine if you wanted to give Anthony Brown some love. He does not get enough. Uh, Anthony Brown, I thought, played very well. I didn't give Trayvon Diggs a stock down in this game, but Trayvon had two bad moments, and they were two incredible plays by the Rams, and that's unfortunate. But for the most part, I mean, Trayvon was fine. I thought Anthony Brown played an incredible game, all things considered. Um, So shout out to him again, perennially underrated. I would also be fine if you wanted to give a stock up, as Dan notes, to Sam Williams or Osa Digizua. They both had amazing games. I mean, we've we've done this exercise before where I've asked who, who was the worst defender on the Cowboys right now, right? Like, who's your worst starter? It's difficult. I mean, because the Derek J network points out that Jordan Lewis played good as well. I mean, there is just an enormous amount of playmakers. Not everybody is the same level of playmaker, but the floor is very actually uh, I'm not going to read this name out. It's family show. But Tristan Hill uh, also was amazing. I mean, seriously, like everybody had a great game for the most part on the defensive side of the ball. We do have two stock downs. I've hinted at this one very quickly just to get it out of the way. Matt Overton, the new Cowboys long snapper. Um, I recognize that long snapping isn't easy um i could not do it um but if you are going to do it as your full-time job you should probably do it well like probably do it correctly um probably do it when the call happens right like brian anger getting hit in the face you know kind of a great meme but terrible moment and at the end of the day it's funny and it doesn't matter it's inconsequential the cowboys you know ultimately won the game by 12 points. And I will agree with Garrett that says, uh, sorry, here it goes. Uh, He did decent after the one mistake. That's true. However, the mistake costed the Cowboys points. All right. Like that's the thing. Like Malik Hooker gets to be stock up because he had an interception. You, you generate a takeaway, you know, you're helping your team out in a very positive sense. If you take away points, that's a, a stock down move. You know, again, he was fine, but he literally costed the Cowboys points. Um, so stock down, you know, it can't, can't all be stock up. We've done a lot of, you know, weeks and shows where it's been nothing but stock up. Let's, let's, be, let's be cool. Let's, you know, play both sides. Anyway, uh, my last stock down, and then we'll get to a few other things in your comments and your questions. It hurts. CD Lamb. Now, CD had almost, uh, by the way, Micah, a uh, tweet from Michael Gelkin of the Dallas Morning News, um, says, uh, he tweeted out, Micah Parsons said his left groin injury occurred late in the first quarter, kept playing, recorded his third two sack of the season. Uh, George Edwards checked on Parsons to make sure he could go. Um, and Micah told him, George, as long as I'm alive, I can go. Micah Parsons forever, people. But all right. Um, CD had the, the great third down catch at the very end that put the Cowboys in the position where, that we talked about earlier, um, you know, to maybe go for it. Um, obviously, they didn't. And that's fine. Uh, but had the critical third down drop um, when Cooper found him, you know, greatly so. And it, it wasn't it wasn't just that it was a drop. It's, you know, he gets bumped and pushed out of bounds. And I, I understand it's Jalen Ramsey. That's a hard, you know, hit to take. Um, but, you know, call it what you want. Two hands on the ball. You got to catch it. I mean, you know, you don't have to be, this is what I wrote in the the write-up uh, that'll go up on our site. If you're the wide receiver one or however you want to do the alpha, whatever, nobody's saying you have to have a hundred yards every week, right? Like, like I, I don't, I don't need CD to have to, you know, to have a hundred yards, 120 yards, three touchdowns, two touchdowns, a touchdown every week. I don't need that. I don't like if you want, you're going to be my number one receiver. I don't need that at all. You know what I do need? I need you to make the big catches. I need you to make the big 
time catches. If it's third and five and the ball hits you in the hands and you're going to take a hit, I need you to make that catch. Now, we've seen CD do that. We, we've seen it. I'm, I'm not trying to say that, wow, we've never seen it because that's, that's again, people kind of go to one end of the extreme. This isn't to say CD's trash or CD's the goat or anything like that. I mean, we're, we're seeing some, you know, back and forth, and that's okay. He's his third NFL season. He's playing with a backup quarterback. He hasn't had consistent quarterback play. Um, but you got to catch that ball. You you want it, you're gonna be the guy, you're gonna be the number one dude. You have to catch that ball. That is plain and simple. Those are the facts. Um, you, you have to catch it. So stock down CD Lamb. He'll bounce back, though. I'm not worried about it. Uh, let's go uh, you know, for the last point of the show. Uh, your comments, your points, your questions, your concerns, your praises, your criticisms, whatever you want to say. I am your puppet. Uh, you are my puppet master. Make me dance with your comments. Um, I will remind you as the comments begin to pour in that if you go to RighteousFelon.com and use code BTB20 at your checkout, you will get 20% off your order through October 16th. That is the game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, man, those Philadelphia Eagles, 5-0. and Can you imagine if the Cowboys knock off the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football with or without Dak? I mean, it is going to be incredible. It's Sunday Night Football. I just, uh, I cannot wait. I, I cannot wait for that game next week. Um, it's going to be awesome. By the way, anytime the Cowboys play on Sunday Night Football, it's always great. You get the whole day of watching Red Zone. Um, Casey Cooper says, RJ, you need to mention this run defense. They showed up big today. Totally agreed. Early on, it was rough. And, and they had the rough week last week, obviously, against Washington. But run defense showed up. Very well done. In case anybody is curious on the Rams side of things, Cam Akers finished 13 carries. 33 yards. Um, that's kind of it. So a great performance in that department. Uh, dabs, uh, dab three sticks, blah, assassin. I think I'm getting that correctly. He says, I will say if rush can win next week and that comes and struggles, we're going to quarterback controversy. Sorry. Sorry to you, dab. You're off the screen. Um, Ryan asks if I would ever consider eating actual crow pie. I don't know if that's allowed. I like, is that like dietarily okay? I don't think so. Uh, Kevin says, we are going to expose the Eagles offense. I think you could argue it's kind of been unraveling over the last couple of weeks uh i agree with it i'm very very excited um uh, let's see here um uh jesse says offensive line i'm liking that tyler smith had two penalties whatever don't care um that sucks i mean like i'm not pumped about it but it, tyler smith is is not anywhere near one of the the top problems on this team scott says the passing game must improve totally agreed well said Trevor said, love seeing Zeke and Pollard in the backfield together at the same time. Need to do it more. Loved, loved Zeke lining up at fullback. The Cowboys handing it off to him quickly. That was great, great moment in the game. Totally agree. Caleb says, I'm ecstatic to see what this team can do fully healthy. I had no confidence preseason of a good playoff push, but we can make a legitimate push with everyone healthy and back. On the subject of this, um, I, well, actually, uh, the man sets me up very, very well here. Schedule is a joke. After the Eagles games, let's put this on the screen. This is the Cowboys remaining schedule uh, as of this moment. This is the four and one Dallas Cowboys. All right. Now, I'd like to ask you, those of you who are with us live, obviously, if you're watching or listening after the fact, you were late and we don't forgive you. But if you are with us live, this is the Cowboys schedule. They are four and one. How many wins are there going to be for this Dallas Cowboys team? Because if we're conservative, let's let's be conservative. That's the whole, you know, let's let's I'm not saying let's set our expectations low, but we have to be considered. Like this team's not just going to win out, right? Let's let's be fair to the process, all right? Four and one. Um, let's say they lose to the Eagles. I know nobody wants to hear that. I'm not trying to throw bad vibes out there, but you know, let's just let's be conservative. Say they lose. Say they lose two of their next three. I mean, I think they get the the bye with at least five wins. I would be stunned if they don't get to the bye with at least five wins. Uh, maybe they get there with six. I mean, that is certainly very possible. I think seven is, is dreaming a little bit, but five, six is definitely very doable. At Green Bay, at Minnesota, I'm not as afraid of the Packers today as I was, you know, this morning. Um, but they're still the Packers. It's Lambeau. It's McCarthy. It's all that. I mean, there's a lot going on there. I, I think highly of Minnesota, personally. I know they almost blew it to the Bears today. Um, I'd say they split those games. I've been saying that all along. The Giants are very winnable, as evidenced by the fact that the Cowboys already beat them. Indy is a fraud as well. Houston, congrats on the win, but it was against the Jaguars team. I mean, that that is going to be a fun little stretch here, all right, people? All right, now look, that Giants game that you're seeing on your screen over here, this Giants game is on Thanksgiving Day. That is my son's one-year birthday. Very excited for my son to turn one-year-old on Thanksgiving Day. What a good time that's going to be, and the Cowboys wearing their throwback uniforms. But... From Thanksgiving on, think about this. Like, think about how how awesome it's going to be in all likelihood. All right, Cowboys get this bad Giants team on Thanksgiving Day. 
Then a week and a half later on Sunday Night Football, by the way, they get that Colts team who stinks. Then they get the Texans who stink. Then they go to Jacksonville. All right, one of their December games is in Jacksonville. Like of all the places you could go, oh, no, it's going to be so cold in Jacksonville. I mean, seriously, it is going to be, <laughs> like, you know, what, what a draw. And then you get Philly at Tennessee. Tennessee's kind of like they almost – you know, lost to the commanders today. They did lose to the Giants. And then you finish up with the commanders. Like, I would say, looking at this, there are maybe, this is the question I would like to ask you. How many games on this screen concern you? That's the question. And you obviously have to count the Eagles twice. So how many games concern you? I think the answer is, and by concern, you're not saying that the Cowboys are going to win the others, all right? It's just concern, right? And I would say I'm concerned about four of them. I I'm concerned about the two Eagles games. And I'm concerned about – sorry, uh, Sunday Night Football just started. Uh, Jamar Chase uh, with an easy first down for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm concerned about the two Eagles games. And, again, just to be conservative, I'm concerned about Green Bay and and then maybe Detroit. I mean, just because we've seen Detroit score a lot of points. Now, I, I know we all believe in the Cowboys' defense. I know Detroit looked bad today. Um, but I'm fine putting it in that category just to be conservative. Now, a lot of you are saying four. A lot of you said two. Um, even if we call it four, right? Like that's, I think, I think we're really actually kind of stretching to call it four because we're saying the two Eagles games and then, you know, pick your other two, right? Like whether it's the Packers, maybe it is the Lions. Maybe you think Tennessee, that game will be cold. That's the Cowboys, uh, white helmet debut, uh, by the way, the alternate one, um, you know, maybe Minnesota, right? Like, you know, four five, whatever, even if they lose those four, like, even if we're, we're super dramatic and they lose all four or five of those, even if they lose five of them, they are a, an 11 win team. If, if they, if they lose five games, they are an 11 win team. And, that was impossible. <laughs> that was impossible. It it's still impossible. It does not make sense. If I myself went, speaking of Doctor Who, I don't know if time travel is a thing in that show, but if I went back in time to all of us after week one and said, hey, they, uh, they're going to rip off four in a row, we would have slapped ourselves. We would have, like, you know, like, like Marshall and Barney and how I met your mother. I mean, like, it would have been impossible to believe that this would have happened. Uh, Garrett says we should finish between 12 and five to 15 and two knock on wood. I'd say the floor is at 11 wins. Uh, but I agree with EC that says 11 wins is a wild card. This is a playoff team and it's a playoff team. Like mostly because, Oh, the bot is back. I've got the bot one second. Um, there goes the bot. I mean, th this is my next question. And I know I'm throwing a lot of questions, but like, Hey, we're sitting around the campfire here. Right? I don't have this on the screen. So you just kind of go with me. How many teams you got to count the Eagles here too. How many teams in the NFC are better than the Cowboys? Now, we'll all say the Eagles just for now. Just chill out, all right? So what I would like you to answer in the comments, please, pretty please, with sugar on top, how many teams, kind of the Eagles, are you afraid of? And who are they? Who are the teams? Who are these teams in the NFC that concern you? Because if we assume the Eagles are one of them, I think you could put the Vikings there. I like the, the Vikings, maybe. Like, again, like if we're just talking, we're thinking, right? We're, we're trying to, you know, keep ourselves cool here. We don't want to let ourselves run away. Uh, Road Dog 719 says the Bucks. Majestic details to San Francisco. San Francisco is very fair. Um, I think a lot of you are saying the Bucks. I think we have to include them again because the Cowboys lost to them. Um, so that's, that's true. Uh, now, Nipsey Consciousness says the Green Bay getting hot. That is definitely my like deep, dark fear. Um, Ron the Don says Eagles Vikings. I can't I can't count out Brady and Rodgers. Maybe the answer is four. That's probably the most fair thing to say. Maybe five if you considered San Francisco. But I mean, the Cowboys, we're gonna get to see them against Green Bay and Minnesota. We shall only get to get to see them against, you know, Philadelphia. San Francisco is limited by Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, not something that was an issue for them during the playoffs last year, unfortunately. But what separates the Cowboys, and I don't think that people are understanding this or like fully, you know, letting this sit in, is this Cowboys team, unlike the other teams, is going to get significantly better on offense. Miss me again with the Cooper deck stuff. The Cowboys are, are like today, right this moment. It is 727 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday, October 9th, 2022. Okay. And the Dallas Cowboys in this moment are one of the best teams in the NFL. We all agree with this. All right. Now, what is different about them than the others is they are going to get a top 10 quarterback added 
to their roster. That is not true for the Packers. I, I mean, unless Aaron Rodgers gets hot, obviously. That is not true even for the Mighty Eagles. That, I mean, obviously, Jalen's already a top 10 quarterback. That is definitely not true for the 49ers. I think highly of Kirk Cousins. But my point is, nobody else is improving. Everybody else, we're, we're seeing kind of the, the, the peaks of their powers. We're seeing them operating at full capacity. That is not the case. For the Dallas Cowboys, right? Everybody's driving in fifth gear right now. We're we're in third gear. I mean, right? Like that that's that's one of the things that is most exciting about this team as a whole. Um, and you know, I'm pumped about it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Caleb says it's so poetic for the Cowboys to make the playoffs and knock them out. I don't know who you're talking about here, Caleb. I missed this part of the conversation in the chat. Um, so that's my bad. Matthew, by the way, says it's also 2:27 a.m. here, but I can't sleep. Too excited. Hey, Matthew. Today's MVP, staying up late. Thanks a lot, Matthew. Really appreciate it. I uh, hope you get some sleep. Uh, Ryan says, can we pump the brakes on Dak's return? Let's watch his feet to see if he's skittish. I don't have any doubt that Dak is, is going to be ready when he returns. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this winning streak has afforded the Cowboys the ability to be patient and to to be practical and to be right and to be true and, and to take their time and, and be wise. I mean, that's – that's not something like who else has time? Like the Cowboys have bought time. They're like that. Um, was that movie like that Nickelodeon movie called Clock Stoppers, where the dude literally like had a watch and stopped time? That's where the Cowboys are. They have this watch and they're stopping time and they're moving around super fast or whatever the case may be. It's really, 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 really impressive. Um, man, I just am. Uh, Dak Prescott, by the way, this is a tweet from Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News. Dak saying, "I'm day by day." There's a lot of growth right now. We're uphill. Things are happening fast, taking it day by day. When I can do more than the next day, we'll keep pushing like that. Hey, I love it. I love it. It it feels this is a good time. This is a really, really, really good and fun time um, to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, Casey Cooper says nothing but up for these Cowboys to go. Thanks for the schedule review, RJ. Twelve and five or fourteen and three, somewhere in there. That's the thing. That's that's really my point. Is like the arrow is pointing up. And it's pointing up in a significant way because, again, they get a, a quality quarterback back. That is not happening to any other team at this point in time. Um, where was the, I love this comment a minute ago. Uh, Astro Joe says it's turned into a fun season uh, when all um, I don't know if your comment got caught up. But, yeah, like we thought the season was going to be terrible and disgusting and, you know, gloomy. It is a lot of fun. Um Johnny Boyarens says, how soon before Washington is ready to contribute? Um, look, James Washington um, was supposed to come back mid-October. What's next week? Mid-October. Um, it's a bummer uh, on the subject of that. You know, and I don't want to dwell on negative things, but it's a bummer that Jalen Tolbert is probably not going to be active maybe again. Who knows? Obviously, the way an NFL season can go. Um, but I look, I'm firmly in the camp that says I don't think that James Washington is going to offer much to this Cowboys team, but we know he has deep threat capabilities. We know that Dak Prescott is a great deep ball thrower. Um, so I, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, interested at the very least. I'm, I'm very interested. This offense could look completely different in a few weeks, which is really strange to think. Uh, another bot. Let's get you out of here. Um, let's see here. Uh, Perry Peters says, my Twitter background is iconic. Thank you very much. My Twitter background, myself and the owner, president, GM of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones. For anybody who is a recent Dallas Cowboys historian that was taken on the day that the Dallas Cowboys were found to have gotten rid of Lucky Whitehead over a case of mistaken identity. Um, that was a day that Jerry Jones was very heated at Oxnard, California. And um, you can kind of tell when you look at that photo. Uh, Kane Brake says Parsons tied for the lead in sacks with six. Micah is amazing. Uh, Caleb says football is so much more fun when we get to look forward to games. Here's the thing. I can promise you this is going to be one of the most fun weeks of football that we've like an anticipation that we have had in a long time um i do a show in case you're curious around here on the blog of the boys podcast network we also put it on youtube with brandon gowden he is the me for our philadelphia eagle side of sb nation we call it the nfc's mixtape and i am so pumped for this week and something that brandon and i say all the time is that cowboys games in philadelphia have generally kind of been boring think about this in, in the dak prescott era um, 2016, when the Cowboys went to Philadelphia, I I'm talking about the matchup in Philly. Um, in 2016, the Cowboys had locked up the one seed. It was for nothing. Yes, Tony Romo threw his final touchdown. Cool. The next year, the Eagles had locked up the one seed, and Dallas won six to nothing in a really boring, inconsequential game. Uh, in 2018, the Cowboys did go to Philly on Sunday Night Football. That was kind of the beginning of Leighton Vanderesh's run that rookie year, which was a lot of fun. So that game was kind of cool. 2019, Dallas went, but Dak had the shoulder thing, and it really just wasn't you know that much fun, and the Cowboys lost, which sucked. 2020 was Ben DiNucci. 
The last year when the Cowboys went to Philly was week 18 um, and inconsequential. Obviously, the Cowboys played to win and had fun and then, you know, lost the next week. Um, this is this is the most juice that a Cowboys game in Philadelphia has had in a very, I would say, maybe since 2014. If you remember uh, the Cowboys game in Philly that year, uh, you know, Philly had beaten the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. It was kind of for the division. That was the, um, the Des Bryant-Nolan Carroll game. Um, many of you will remember that fondly. Um, that was a really, even before the game, there was this kind of jawing and back and forth and legitimate kind of trash talk and heat. That was just a, a ton of fun. And I'm so excited for that to be the case this week. Um, let's, um, let's do it. Let's get this bread, right? Let's get this dub. Uh, it's going to be an incredibly fun week around here at blog of the boys. Like I said, we're going to have multiple shows available for you on our podcast network, multiple videos available for you here on the YouTube channel, multiple articles available for you at blogandtheboys.com, all free because we love talking about the Dallas Cowboys with you. Uh, so if you can support us, please do subscribe here to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast network, check out the site, follow us on social media. My name is RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at RJ Ochoa. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok at RJ Ochoa. If that is more your thing, you can shoot me an email. If you'd like RJ Ochoa at SBNation.com. And uh, you can uh, you know, leave a comment down below. We'll get to those also. A reminder that our show is presented to you in sponsorship or partnership, excuse me, our presenting sponsor, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. Go to RighteousFelon.com. Use code BTB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order through October 16th. It is delicious. I, I promise you. And the Cowboys eat it. It's available for them at the Ford Center Training Facility. Like if you want to eat what the four and one mighty Dallas Cowboys are eating, go to RighteousFelon.com. Use code BTB20. 20% is a pretty sick discount um, in today's uh, world. So that being said, um, I hope you all... Have a wonderful day. I really do. I hope you have the best day ever. I hope you have the best night ever. I hope in addition to being happy about the Cowboys winning, I hope your fantasy teams won. I hope your bets hit or whatever you did. Um, your pools, your survivor pools. I hope you got everything that you needed. Those are always the best, most fun weeks. This is going to be an even better one uh, in the days to come. That's my dog kicking at the door. He's ready to see me. Uh, so that means it's time for us to go. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We love you all. The Dallas Cowboys are 4-1. Tomorrow is victory. Polo Monday. We'll see you next time.